welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Carries, are you blessed? Somebody give a shout that the devil himself would tremble. Yeah! Now, that shout was good, but was not good enough. God loves shouting. When his people shout, then there is victory in the camp. The Bible says that clap your hands, all ye people, and shout out to God with a voice. Is somebody done? Somebody ready for victory? Yeah! When shouts happen, victory goes with it. If you can remember in the Bible when there was a shout by God's people after they had walked around the, the, the city of, 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 of Jericho for seven times and on the seventh day they walked seven times and God said give a shout and the walls sank. Some walls are going to sink in your life. Oh, is somebody tell hearing my voice some Jericho wall is sinking yeah hallelujah amen you may take your seat God is really good and I'm excited to be with you this evening this morning amen Ooh, it sounds even like it feels like evening in the, in the cool of the day when God speaks to his people. Amen. I'm glad to be with you here in Karis uh, Temple. Uh, just like we have in in, in UK Milton Kids, Karis Family Temple. And I love the word Karis. And so I guess your pastor also, uh, Karis simply means grace, gifts of grace. And, and I believe that when grace works, Everything else doesn't matter. God works with us by his grace, not because of our beauty or our, our works or what we have. It's purely by grace. And when grace is at work, nobody, nobody can stop what God is doing. That's why God is blessing this church. Hallelujah. That was good music, choir. You, you blessed me. Amen. Some years ago when I visited... I was blessed by the music, and I'm still blessed. I still keep memory of the music, and I was, I was really, really blessed. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, I want to appreciate your pastor and your wife and the wife, <laughs> Pastor Prince and wife, are doing a, a sterling job, a fantastic ministry. 
being offered here in this church. And uh, I wanted to come and acquaint myself and feel the flow again and pass through and be blessed by what God is doing in this place. Amen. So I'm glad I'm here this morning uh, to be a blessing to you. Praise God. Amen. I got here and I realized that it's a dress down service. Pastor is feeling cool. And I feel too overdressed. So I got myself this cup. At least to be in the flow. So I mean no disrespect when I wear this cup to preach. It's also because I want to feel like the cool people in the place. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody just lift up your hands and begin to worship God. I love to worship. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together. All together worthy. All together wonderful to me. Here I am. Here I am. Lord, from the depths of my heart, I sing your praise. There is none like you in all the earth. Demons tremble at your presence. There is none like you. What a mighty God we say. Somebody lift up your voice and just begin to sing a new song unto the Lord. We serve you, we worship you. I worship you. Rarabosia, Mamberia, Mande, oh, Rarabosia, Rarabosia, Rarabosia. Who are we without you, Lord? Who are we without you, Lord? Who are we without you, Lord? Who am I without you, Lord? 
Who am I without you, Lord? Who am I without you, Lord? Who am I without you, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. We worship you this morning, Lord. There's some awesomeness in this place. There's, there's a presence already here. God is at work in this place. That depression should leave the body right now. If you came here with a heavy heart, the Lord is lifting that burden of your life. If you came here with a wounded spirit, He's healing you. He's healing you. Somebody came with a burden on their heart. Uh, somebody could not sleep last night. Spirit of God is ministering to me of somebody who could not sleep last night because you are full of tears. Sorrow filled your heart. His eyes on your life. His eyes are on you. He's picking you up from the miry clay and setting you up on a on a on a hill on a rock he's establishing your feet in the rock many shall see it and give glory to him almighty God oh we give you praise hallelujah he does great things for his people thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah amen thank you thank you God is here, 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 amen, I pray for a release to preach, I just pray for a release to preach this morning, amen, I'm glad that we are in a season of the prophetic and abundance of the supernatural, this is a season, the 40 days of power, it's a season when God releases his power to be demonstrated amongst us. It's a time of appointment with God and destiny. In this season, your destiny must be fulfilled. It must be established. For those of us who have been set on the wrong course by elements beyond our control, this 40 days of power there shall be a shift in the supernatural things will align Many, some of us we labor and our labor is strong but the results don't yield good fruit the Lord shall align your labor I said the Lord shall align your labor in this 40 days of power in this atmosphere of increase, there will be an expansion in your life. Amen. There will be growth. Unprecedented miracles Amen. will happen. I prophesy over your life. You will not remain the same. Amen. Something will happen and alter your destiny. Amen. Somebody would meet you and that will be the difference, the turning point Amen. of your destiny. Jehovah himself will speak on your behalf. 
somebody will wake up from a dream with a vision of a, of a breakthrough. You will receive a phone call that will change your life. You will receive a message, a mail that when you open it, it will put, put smiles on your face. It will cause you to, to smile from one side of your cheek to the other and you never stop smiling. Jehovah will do something miraculous. Something beyond your capacity and your ability. If you believe it, say, I receive it. Amen. I want to preach to you on something I've titled you must grow. Tell your neighbor, you must grow. Say, I want to grow. I will grow. And I must grow. Amen? How many of you know that life is not static, but life is dynamic? When we say life is not static, it is dynamic. It means that life keeps going on. Life does not remain at one point. Life is dynamic. Life is about increase and abundance. If you stay at one place for so long, you become rusty. You become old and you become destructive. Life must increase. You must increase in life. You must increase. I remember the four lepers at in Samaria, they made a statement. They said, why sit we here till we what? Because when you sit at one place for a long time, the result is your death. You die when you remain at one point for a long time, forever. You must increase. You must grow. It's, life is about growth. Where there is no growth, there is no life. Until we grow, certain benefits and certain potentials cannot be released unto us. It will only remain a desire and cannot be inherited. Do you know that as long as you are not growing, there are some benefits you cannot get. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Verse 1 to 3. Galatians chapter 4, it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, his what does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. The heir, as long as he is what? A child. But he's under guidance and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. The heir is somebody who has been named to be the person to inherit something. Maybe the wheel or a throne. That's the person who's an heir. He has been nominated that you will become this when at a certain time. 
So sometimes a prince can be born and the prince is the heir to the throne of a certain kingdom. But as long as that prince is a child, the Bible says that he differs not from a slave. Life is such that no matter the promise and the anointing and the prophecy that has gone ahead of you, if you do not grow, somebody say grow. If you do not grow and remain the same as you are, you cannot inherit your blessing. Growth is an essential part of your destiny being aligned to the will of God. If you do not grow, you would not receive what you must receive. You know, I love my children. But as long as they were little, I couldn't teach any of them to drive. Because they would not be able to handle the vehicle. The vehicle's cars are designed that it takes a certain height to be able to drive it. Your legs must be that long and your hands must be that long before you can handle the combination of your steering and paddles with the gears. So, and be able to even see ahead. But as long as you are a child, that's why even in the land, if you are below 16 or 18, you cannot receive a driver's license. Because you are a child. If you don't grow up, there are some blessings God cannot give to you. Until you come of full age, then a miracle will be released to you. Even Jesus, he had to turn 30 before he received the unction from above. When he went to be baptized in the Holy, when he went to be baptized in water, then the heavens were opened unto him. He had to grow. The Bible says that Jesus, he grew in stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and man. He grew. Shake your neighbor and say grow. Oh, come on. Grow. When we talk about growth, we mean increase. To grow means to increase. It means to mature. Say mature. It means to expand. It means to develop. It means to come of age and into full glory. To grow is to increase. It is to mature. It is to expand. It is to develop. It is to come of age. Let me give you just four characteristics of growth. Number one, growth is gradual. Normal growth is gradual. Sometimes growth can be exponential, but that is miraculous. That is another level of growth. But every growth is gradual. No growth happens overnight. Growth is gradual. In other words, you see, you can't be born today and tomorrow you start talking. Just about a month ago, 
my daughter had a baby girl and uh, made me a proud grandfather. So when pastor was mentioning me as a youth pastor then, I was excited that how God has made me to grow. From a youth pastor who was almost like the youth themselves. Now I'm a grandfather. <laughs> and I saw, I see this little baby girl growing. And she's just a month old, a little over a month. And I see her growth. I, see, I saw her when she was one day, two days, three days, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And she keeps growing. But she even can recognize me. Because that's how growth is. At her level, she can't even identify anything. All she knows is to eat and cry and sleep. And some people are at that stage of their life. They're still babies, just newly born. They can't identify anything. Many things are happening in the world, but they can't understand any of them. They don't even understand weather patterns and they cannot be bothered. They can't be bothered whether their mother, their parent has rested or not. They care less. All they want is, I want what I want. My food. And some Christians are like that. They are not growing. So if they come to church and church, we didn't dance. Then it was not a good church. All they want is dance. If there was not a prophetic word, then the spirit of God didn't move. Who told you? See, so we need to grow because at that level, your understanding of issues are not real. You are still a baby. But the Bible says that if the heir is still a child, he does not differ from a slave. Even though he's Lord of all, he can be treated like a slave. Some believers are not growing and so they are being treated like slaves. May you grow. Amen. May we grow. Amen. Oh, may we come of full age in Karen's temple. When we come of full age, exploits will happen. Massive miracles will be seen. Things will happen by their own accord. So growth is gradual. Growth is dynamic and not static. In other words, growth expands. Though it's gradual, it is also dynamic. So it, you can see growth happening. You cannot stop growth. It will happen. It's dynamic. Number three, growth is in stages. Growth is in stages. To every stage of growth you attain, there's a vast room for maturity. You know that when you, when you pass the exam from class one and you go to class two, the things you learn in class two is more than class one. Hello? Do you know that? When you move from JSS to SSS the things you are taught in SSS is far more than what you were taught in JSS how many of you understand what I'm talking about who's in JSS 3 here 
nobody, oh, they are in the youth and children's service. But in JSS, how many of you have been through JSS before? Okay. In JSS, what was the significant thing that they taught you that amazed you? Do you remember? They taught you something when the teacher came and showed it on the board. The what? The parts of the cockroach. Can you imagine? When they taught you that and you started studying it, you were amazed. The head, the thorax, and the abdomen. Things like that. And you studied it and you were amazed. Some of you, that's when you heard the word before, maybe thorax. That's when you heard it for the first time. And you thought, so these things are there. And in fact, some people in GSS, they think they know everything. When they finish GSS 3, they think they know everything in those world. Because they've started, they're not able to read. Then they go to SSS. First year in SSS, some get dizzy. Because the mass you learned in JSS is different from the mass you are learning in SSS. Probably in JSS, you are able to multiply big numbers. But in SSS, they are teaching you to multiply numbers and letters. And you thought you, thought you had known that these days, you know, when I was growing up, my father taught me something about in maths, multiplying any letter, any word, or any number by 11. Any number by 11. He says you add the two numbers, and the, the, the number, the addition, you put it in the middle. So if you're multiplying 25 by 11, add 2 plus 5 is 7. Put the 7 in the middle, so it becomes 275. And I thought, wow, my father knows who. <laughs> so he stopped and it stuck in my head, bum. As I grew, you thought 2011, you know it. But when I grew, they started teaching me another thing. X times Y or X plus Y equals two something squared. Find why. <laughs> and then, teacher will tell you that do what? Some elimination by substitution and things like that. And you start y equals x something minus. Then you go. Sometimes you're looking at the board and you are confused. Or am I talking to somebody here? Then you think you know. Even when you graduate from there, they, they take you to another step. And then now they say that memorize some tables. They Pastor say something. What atom? <laughs> and then they start teaching you about K 
chemicals if you, you don't go and do chemistry. And they give you the, the, the something names for chemicals. Like H2O means water. Why can't you say water? This? Sodium chloride is something. And, and, and then they say combine H2O and sodium chloride to form whatever. And now you are using letters. Letters with squares to multiply and design. Mine! But until you are able to start from one plus one, you cannot understand H2O. Oh, am I talking to somebody? Every stage of growth has a massive opportunity for maturity. Has massive room, vast room for maturity. Every stage. And growth is in stages. Every stage has room. When we were a boy or a girl, when I was a boy, I was careless. Jesus and all I know is I'll go and play in town and when I come home, there should be food. How the food got there, I don't care. I will eat. I was being groomed. Then it gets to a time. You will have to labor for the food. You'll be sent. And you'll come a powerful food. Before you eat, they'll make you wake up. It was a stage. There were times that we didn't even have beds. To sleep on. My sleeping place was always the hall. I mean, these days, our children want their own room. I look at them and they're funny to me. You know where we've come from? My, my, my sleeping place was the hall. And, and if my father gets visitors and they delay, then I'm angry. Because they are in my bedroom. We didn't have beds. So, if they stay too long, I have to stand by a pillar and sleep. I learned how to stand up and sleep. You are standing, but you are asleep. And you have to balance yourself in such a way you don't fall. Because if you fall, great will be your fall. a stage it got to a place where I, start, I started working and started earning income and I had to be responsible for the money I received because it gets to a place that nobody gives you gifts again they don't hand over things to you again you have to be responsible then it got to a time that I married I brought a woman into my life I said I was in love. And I married. I didn't know it had responsibilities. Those of you in a hurry to go marry. It's good to marry. But I have a lot to teach you. And I've been married for about not too long. But about some, how many years? Since 1990, I've been married. Well, 32 years. Wow. 
just, just 32 days. And we've lived together. It's responsibility. There are days there's no money and you cannot go and ask anybody for money. There are times that you have to take care of your children. School fees, you have to go and pay. I have four children and you have to pay fees for every one of them because you have to be a responsible father. My wife had to labor. And I was a pastor. And we did it. It's a stage. Multiple issues. It got to a point I said, okay, enough with the kind of education I have. ICGC has a university. I said, I'll go and do my first degree and my master's. I had children, four children. You're taking care of your children. You're taking care of the church. You're also schooling. It, it's not easy. And your children are schooling. I remember, Pastor, hey, one of the days when we're having this, we, I was pastoring the church in Osu. I just started our church in Osu. And I remember we had bought a land, one plot of land. And when we bought the plot of land, uh, the, the land was in three plots. But the first plot, the owners are cousins to the other two plots. Unknown to us, there's been some 50-year litigation on the land. And we went to buy trouble. We bought the first plot for 15,000 Ghana cities. The second plot, the second cousins said, okay, they are, they've heard we've bought first, the first plot, so they want to sell us the second plot. They sold that one to us, 30,000. Then the fourth plot, the third plot, the owner said, the first two plots we bought, we bought it from thieves because all the three plots belong to them. That's been the litigation. They said, they're not going to deal with us because we've bought it from thieves. Three plots. We've paid two plots. In fact, at that time, the church in Osu, I let them, we bought that plot and we did a procession in Osu and came to break grounds. Dr. Otemil himself was there, came to cut the sword. Right after that, I had court sermons. Meet me in court. I, I didn't say I want the third one. I want just the two. No, 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 no. Even the two. So, Pastor, I was in trouble. When I'm coming to church, when they're meeting in this small place, and when I'm coming to preach in church, I feel like the people are asking, Pastor, we've broken grounds. When are we starting to build? And I'll go there, and I'm preaching, and I look at people's faces, and it's like, Pastor, are we going to build? Then I'll look at another face and it's like the face is telling me, Pastor, where's our 45,000? It was like people are talking to me, 45, 45, 45, 45. Sometimes I come and stand there and I close my eyes to preach. Why? Because if I look at their faces, being a pastor is not easy. You ask him. I know this church is building now. Are you not building? <laughs> and sometimes the contractors, they care less whether you are speaking in tongues or you are speaking in airway. All they want is speak in money. And I remember 
one of the greater works. In fact, 30 days spiritual emphasis, that's what we called it. And we, when we decided, can you imagine we were going to court, the other people said they're not going to deal with us, so it's as if we've lost every money we had paid. The people too, they collected it, they're gone. We have bought litigation from them. So I told God, God, this supernatural, this 30 days, spiritual emphasis, I'm looking for just one thing. Give me the third plot. If you give it to me, if you give it to us, I wouldn't take salary for six months. You see, sometimes when you're desperate, you make vows without thinking. I told God, God, give me this land. And we started praying the first day. Fasting and praying. The second day, 2nd July, my assistant called me and said, Pastor, good news. I said, praise the Lord. He said, what's the good news? He said, the people have decided to sell the land to us. I said, what? God, you are so fast. Then you know what? Instead of getting happy, and then my assistant was saying, Praise the Lord. Then I had no salary six months. No salary six months. No salary six months. You know, that was the year my first child was going to secondary school. And those times we didn't have free SHS. She was going to secondary school for the first time. You have to buy trunk. You have to buy provision. You have to buy mattress. You have to buy bucket. You have to buy her dresses. You have to buy everything. And you have to take her all over, all the way to Wesley Girls. Hey! And you are taking no salary for six months. Think about it. It was July. Oh. <laughs> the first month which was horrible. I paid it. Second month, I struggled. I paid, but the third month, from the third month, there was a breakthrough. I started receiving invitations outside the country. I had to turn some of them down. I started, I had more than that money I paid in six months. Ah, somebody get ready for the supernatural. Get ready for miracles. You must grow. You must grow. <laughs> but you see, until you meet a certain trial and overcome it, you never see growth. Oh, I can't finish preaching this message. I can't. And number four, growth is correlative. It's complementary. We depend on one another for growth. We depend on each other to grow. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. The Bible says that the body edifies itself. We build up itself by the supply of every part. Our growth will be meaningful when all of us grow together. The Bible says from the whole body from the, the head. Jesus is the head. The whole body fitly joined together and compacted 
by that which every joint supplies according to the efficiency of every part it makes the body to edify itself in in love in other words the body grows by every part supplying its part your growth and my growth is what will make the church grow Oh, you didn't hear me. Your growth and my growth is what will make the family grow. Listen, when you are growing and I'm not growing, I will retard your growth. Pastor, do you know that the members of our family that refuse to mature, they're the ones who are troubled to us. The ones that are not living godly lives, who are not maturing, you want to, you want to set up your good family. You give birth to maybe two children, you and your husband or your wife, and you are living on your salary. Then your brother or sister says, I want to be careless. They are just giving birth all around. And all of them say you are their auntie or uncle. And they start coming to you. You didn't budget for them. Somebody's stupidity is not costing you money. Oh, am I talking to somebody? So it is our responsibility to ensure that when you are growing, your brother should be growing. Because if your brother doesn't grow, he will be, he will be a bad thing He will create more problems for your life. (laughs) You know, the doctors, they don't treat toothache. I don't know how they treat it, but the best way they treat a tooth which is aching too much is to do what? Pull it out. There are some troubles, don't try and manage it. It will create more problems for you. Pull it. Oh, come on. Ah, Am I preaching too? If you don't, people will not grow. There are some church members, if you don't deal with them, they will not grow. There are some leaders, if you don't deal with them, they will not grow. Some Christians want to be just trouble. We live in a generation today where people are taking Christianity for granted. Our spiritual life don't matter to us again. We like to play around. People who are fornicated come and sit in church and want pastor to praise them because they have money. God forbid. That's not the standard God wants. Remember the money you have was not given to you by yourself. God gave it to you. If you want God to bless you, then live according to God's standards. Amen. Amen. Growth is correlative. Oh my God. Let me give you about, I have eight truths about growth, but I, I can't go through all. But let me just tell you something. Number one, Every one of us must desire growth. 
First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. It says, Therefore, lay aside all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speak, speaking. As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Growth comes. You must desire growth. Every one of us must desire in themselves that I'm going to grow. I'm going to increase. I'm going to expand. I am going to go better. I'm going to be better than myself. You must desire growth. Don't limit your life to the same old ways. Ah, look at somebody and say, my brother, my sister, look at me today. You will see me again tomorrow and I'll be different. I will be growing in Jesus' name. Don't remain the same. Growth must be desired. When you desire something, you will get that. The Bible says, whatsoever you think you desire, when you pray believing, you will receive it. Pray the Lord, I will grow well. I will grow in grace. I will grow in your power. I will grow in the miracles. I will grow in maturity. I will grow in my leadership. Pray for growth. Desire growth. If you desire, you will grow. Desire the sincere milk. When you desire the word, it will grow you. Number two, growth considers failure as a stepping stone to greatness. Everybody who's growing knows that every failure they encounter is only a stepping stone for them to advance. There is no failure in your life when you know you are in a process of growth. When you are in a process, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. You will advance. So maybe there may be a setback. But that setback is to help you understand life. Oh, has anybody been cheated before here? Hello? Has anybody cried before? Has anybody cut himself before? It taught you how to use a knife. It taught you how to deal with people. It taught you. Every setback is an opportunity for growth. It's a stepping stone for growth. You will learn how to do things better next time. A growing person sets long-term goals. Number three, when you are growing, you set long-term goals. Set long-term goals. It means you are growing. Number four, growth helps you to perfect your skills. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says that a man desiring growth, shopping his tools, if the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. So when you are desiring growth, you sharpen your abilities. 
you shopping yourself. You see, the choir has grown. Is that not true? The musicians here have, have grown. How do you know they have grown? They've sharpened the abilities. I'm sure two years ago you couldn't have played the keyboards the way you're playing it now. But now you can wake up and play a chord. I'm sure it's the same way. How long have you been playing the bass? Seven years. Seven years ago, when you see people holding bass guitar, you admire them. But you, when they give it to you, you only look at it like a stick. But because you sharpened your skill, now when they are looking for skilled people, they'll come for you because you are grown. You walk with people who are far bigger than you. Why? Because of skill. When you grow, your skills improve. When you improve your skills, it grows you. Oh, it grows you. If you used to read storybooks, small, small ones, Jane and Mary, stop reading them. Advance. Stop reading Jane and Mary storybooks with pictures. That some of us, if the story is not with a picture, we will read that book. You have not yet grown. Some of us see newspapers and all it reminds us is granite. You have not grown yet. Some of us, the worst part of TV programs we don't want to watch is news. Or current affairs, discussion program. We don't like it. Why? Because we have not grown. We can't exercise our minds in that area. Am I talking to somebody? You know, there are some people who have never read Genesis, uh, Matthew chapter 1. And so, so, and so began, so, so, and so, and so, so, and so began this. Some of you, you've never read it. You jump to verse 18. And the birth of Jesus was on this wise. But when you read it, you know who they are talking about. You get to understand things. Am I talking to somebody? Growth makes you to perfect your skills. And let me end on this. Every growing person must develop a humble spirit. James chapter 3 verse 13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his work are done in the meekness of wisdom. When you see a person who desires growth, they walk in humility. They are not proud because they know that God resists the proud but gives more grace to the humble. You should learn growth by being humble. Where you are today, you can easily come down. See, life is a paradox. You can grow and grow and grow and become like a child. Recently, my daughter did something that made me laugh. When she had a baby and I was going to pick the baby, she said, Daddy, have you washed your hands? And I looked at her and I said, if I don't know how to take care of babies, you wouldn't be alive. <laughs> now I've raised you to the point that now you're telling me 
I should go and wash my hands. Are there parents in this place? Sometimes our children say we don't know even how to speak English. My son plays the guitar and I taught him how to play it. Now he tells me that the chords you play are dead. Dead chords. Dead. And when we're listening to music and I try to do a discount or try to improvise. So daddy, that's of course. I look at him and say, since when did you start learning music? But they think they know more. And it's like that. It's a paradox. Because you can grow to a point that now you begin to become a child. Don't stop growing. Listen, even if your mortal body is weak, your mind should be sharp. You should be sharp. Your spirit should be sharp. Never grow old. Always grow younger. Always grow in wisdom. Don't grow old. Age is a matter of course. <laughs> I mean, I was reading the Bible and the Bible talks about the fact that when the flood came in the time of Noah, Noah was not, uh, 600 years when the flood came. And after the flood, he lived 350 years. You see, even the 300 is not a problem. Even the 50 on the 300, people are struggling. How much more the 600? It's not about how long you live. It's how well you live. When people come to your home, let them see maturity in your home. Let them see wisdom in your home. When people come to your workplace, even the little you have, improve on it. Listen, when you are growing, even that way you dress shows your growth. No matter how simple you wear, you, you, you wear something because of maturity. Everybody is attracted to it. The way you present yourself. Am I talking to somebody this morning? I pray that we will grow. Tomorrow by this time, when I come to visit again, I will see growth with you. I will see increase. I am praying to see you in a better place, in a better condition, in the name of Jesus. Somebody rise up and just talk to God and say, Lord, help me to grow. Help me to grow. One way of growing is when you make a contribution. Help me to grow. 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 In this 40 days of power, let there be some supernatural growth in my life. Let me have to take a step forward. May I move forward and not move backwards. May I advance and not go back. In the name of Jesus. Mazia da barara ba, 
In Jesus' name. We give you praise in Jesus' name. You may take your seat for a minute. Maybe you came to church and you've heard the word. God will grow us. God caused Abraham to grow to the extent that even when he was in the wilderness, he had riches beyond imagination. God blessed Isaac that in a foreign land, he grew so much that the people saw his prosperity and said that he should leave them because he was different from them. There's something about you that God can change in the midst of your difficulty. Maybe you came to church and somebody invited you. But you say, I want to belong to these people who are different. The difference is that Jesus lives in us. But maybe you don't have Jesus in your life. I want to give you that opportunity. Let's bow our heads. Let's all bow our heads in prayer. If you want to give your life to Jesus, please lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Maybe you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to lift up your hands. And I'm going to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God that all of us are born again. I want to pray for you. That God will cause this year, by the end of this year, growth will happen to you. Some of you who started your building and you are stuck somewhere. Oh, that miracle of finishing will come upon you. The anointing to finish will fall upon you and you will finish. May Jehovah be your finisher. May he give you the grace to finish. In the name of Jesus. Anybody with any sickness in any part of your body, I rebuild that spirit in Jesus' name. I pray the blessing of God to be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Before I take my seat, I want to give you an opportunity to be blessed. One of the things about life is that one way to show your growth is in giving. Your giving shows your growth and your maturity. This morning, I want some people to give a special offering. Do you have envelopes here? I want some envelopes. I want to give, I'm going to pray over these envelopes and ask God to release a miracle to anybody who will pledge to give something. I don't need to know how much you want to give, but give beyond what you often give. And this is not the normal offering. This is a special offering you want to give. You want to say that, I want to stretch my my faith in the area of growth. I want God to grow me to a certain level. I want to go beyond this level. Every obstacle in your life will be broken. You will not sit at the same place and die. You want to sow a seed onto exponential growth in your life. You want to please come forward and take it. Father, I release your people that anyone who gives, their life will be 10 times better. You will cause exponential growth. 
open them in their life, in their businesses, in their, in their actions, in their steps. If men run on foot, may they run with horses. May they run with men on chariots and never be faint. May they excel in whatever they do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to sow a seed like that, thank you, Pastor. You are a leader by example. God bless you. God bless you, woman of God. If you want to sow a seed into growth, God bless you. If you want to sow a seed into growth, come and take an envelope. God bless you. God bless you. I see growth. I see growth. Somebody is going to own a shipping line. Somebody is going to own a oil company. Double blessings for you in the name of Jesus. Somebody's going to own it. All of them. Somebody's going to own a clothing line. How many are you? Five? A clothing line. Your business shall see growth in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that your ministry will go beyond the borders of this country. God will take you to heights, great places you shall see. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus. That's the final one. You will have the miracle that will overtake even those who are in front of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, let me pray with you. You will be a leader with the next generation. The people I see you having a great people leading great destinies. God is bringing you into greatness. You seem to be in the quiet, but God is going to open you up. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. God bless you. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.